Get ready for the podcast that will help you not only to succeed, but to thrive in vision loss so that you can be the most successful person you can be despite your vision loss. And to give you all of these tips, here is a visually impaired life coach himself who knows his stuff. Give it up for Chris Carroll. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Thriving with Vision Loss podcast. I am your host, Chris Carroll, and I am also backed up by Crazy Stacy 25, the producer with the most. Good morning, Stacy. Hello, Chris, and hello, everybody else. This is Stacy, aka Crazy Stacy 25, and we are live in effect. Well, maybe not live, but uh, you know what I mean. <laughs> well, we're definitely effective. Whether we're live or whether it's Memorex, we're definitely affected. And today's podcast is about emotional overwhelm from the dark side. I don't know about you folks, but I know for me, anytime I get heavy emotions, anger, sadness, depression, rage, not only does it affect my eyesight, as y'all may know, I'm partially sighted. I'm actually visually impaired and not completely blind, just mostly. But when I get heavy emotions, my eyesight actually gets worse. And, of course, there's the, um, what do you call the situational awareness? That's the dollar word I was looking for. My situational awareness goes out the window, and I'm a danger to myself and anybody around me. You know, I think it's important to pinpoint the cause of those heavy emotions and also the cure for them. And that's one of the things I teach in my program is how to avoid emotional overload and how to deal with it when it comes. The first thing I've noticed is when I get angry, I'm the one with the problem. Doesn't matter who or what I think caused it, I have the problem. And, you know, I don't like letting people I'm angry at win. And if I have their problem, they win. So we have to have some effective ways of dealing with anger. First thing I do is I control my breathing. Every time I get angry, the fight or flight mechanism kicks in. My breathing gets shallow and quick. Well, that's a sure sign. And one of the easiest ways out is to make your breathing deep and slow. I use several techniques. One of them I call box breathing, where I'll inhale for a count of three, hold for a count of three, exhale for a count of three, and hold for a count of three, and then start to cycle over again. But by controlling my breathing, it brings me back to the present. 
you know, I've figured out that I have no problems in the present. All my problems are either in the future, things I think are going to happen, or they're in the past, things that did happen that didn't sit well with me. So if I'm in this present moment, I have problems to deal with, but I'm capable of dealing with them. I'm not capable of handling something that's going to happen, and I'm not capable of rehandling something that already did happen. So I need to be right here, right now, in the presence. And where there's breath, there is life, so you're right here. The second thing I do is I look at what was said or what was done that made me angry. I have to look at it realistically. If what they said didn't pertain to me and there wasn't some element of truth in it for me, it wouldn't bother me. You know, you could say I am the ugliest woman that you have ever seen. And that wouldn't bother me because I am far from a woman. It wouldn't pertain to me. So in order for there to be something for me to get angry about, I have to be affected. And I have to buy into what they are saying. So I need to look at what part of what they said is truth. And if there's no part of it that's truth, then I have no business getting angry anyway. If there is some part of it that's truth, then I need to look at why it angers me. What about my character needs to change? I have found that anger and rage are calls to change. They are calls to action. You have to take some action to change them. And depression is actually just anger turned inward. It basically happens when you're angry at yourself for some situation or some thing that happened or whatever. But, you know, it's all about self-control and emotional mastery. Emotions are here. They're going to be dealt with. Get over it. But they don't have to control you. You can control them. I find when I get angry, I let my anger go too far most of the time. And what I mean by that is I'll overreact. So something that is actually deserving of a three on the anger scale gets a 37. And something that's actually rated a Two on the sadness scale gets a 20. You know, but leveling off these emotions, looking at them, even sadness. Why am I sad? What am I really sad about? And it's not just, you know, I'm sad because, oh, a friend of mine passed away or whatever, or a relationship broke up or whatever the situation is. That's not really what I'm sad about. What I'm really upset about is how it affects me 
and the changes that are going to have to happen. I don't like change. I don't like change one bit. None of us do. No human being really likes change. So we have to learn to deal with this change. And in order to deal with it, we have to figure out first what part of it affects me. When I'm in mourning, I'm not mourning the other person's death. I'm mourning what I've lost, what I'm going through. All these negative emotions are basically inherently selfish. So I'm the problem. Of course, I'm the solution as well. And if I'm the problem, as opposed to saying, you know, somebody else made me angry or somebody else did this or somebody else did that, you know, that's not what made me angry. My own reactions made me angry. So first thing I have to do is take ownership. Man, I own it. I am the one who chose to be angry. I am the one who chose to be hurt, sad, upset, or whatever the problem is. I chose it. They didn't make me because they're not in control of me. And by taking that attitude, not only did they not make me and I'm in control of it, if I'm in control, I can change it. I can change how I feel. And I have found in my life, everything starts from perceptions. I see a situation a certain way that leads me to feel about it a certain way. And my feelings lead me to act and or react in a particular way. The only weak link there is the way I see things. So if I learn to see situations differently, then I have different emotions and different actions. Give you a case in point. My vision loss. You know, for most of us, it's a terrible thing. It's awful. And we can sit and ruminate and how bad it is. But one of the things I realized is that this vision loss didn't necessarily happen to me. It happened for me and others. And what I mean by that is there were things in my life that I needed to see a different way. My life really wasn't working that well. You know, I've had three failed marriages. I've had all kinds of problems. I have family problems. I had kid problems. The common denominator in all those problems was me. So I was the problem. So this vision loss allowed me to see things a different way. Because I was no longer the high and mighty, big and bad boy. I couldn't be. You know, I could no longer be absolutely 100% self-dependent. Lord help me, I needed others' help. So it made me see others differently. And it also gave me a mission, a mission to become a life coach and help others going through the journey of blindness themselves or journey of vision loss, whichever the case may be. You know, for me, it's absolutely about unselfishness. 
And one of the benefits is today, my world doesn't get rocked much. I don't engage in excessive emotions. And if I should happen to, I have proper tools to deal with it. So that has been a great thing. You know, my life generally works now. I'm relatively happy most of the time. Is my life perfect? Nobody's life ever is. Not going to be. But I've got it real good. And that's another one of the ways to deal with extreme emotions. Find something to be grateful for. Even if it's not in the immediate situation, if your mind starts looking for things to be grateful for, it'll keep looking for things to be grateful for, and you won't focus on who or what made you angry. You'll be in a solution, not a problem. I lived my life in a problem, never seeking a solution. But today I need the solution. So that's, you know, the basis, find gratitude. Find gratitude, find gratitude. And even if you've got nothing else to be grateful for, and we live in a place where our garbage disposals eat better than three-quarters of the world. We have places where people can go and get food if they're scarce on it. They call them food banks. There are countries where they don't have that option, where parents will be scouting garbage dumps for their next meal. So we learn to keep an attitude of gratitude. And then we put that attitude of gratitude into motion by doing service work for others. And that's exactly what this podcast is. That's what my life is. I do some work with the church. I do some work with homeless. I do all kinds of things because I'm grateful and I need to prove my gratitude. So first we look at what really made us angry and what part about what was said or done affected us. Then when we find that, we can change it. And then we change our perspective to gratitude. And that's the way to deal with any strong emotion. You know, and when we deal with these strong emotions, it raises our blood pressure, raises our hormone levels, cortisol, which is a stress hormone. There's all kinds of responses that the bodies have that affects not only our vision, but affects our mind as well. And what affects our mind affects our body. And what affects our mind and body affects our spirit. And that's what causes people problems. So let's get on board before the problems start. And let's make it the best day you want to have. Happiness is a choice. Choose wisely. Have a blessed day and I shall see you next time on Thriving with Vision Loss. And remember, you can find me on Facebook at Thriving with Vision Loss, YouTube, Spotify, 
And don't be afraid to message me if you have any questions or just need help with the situation. I will be more than happy to talk to you for free. I do offer free consultations. Now, go and have the best day you want to have. Thanks for listening to Thriving with Vision Loss with Chris Carroll, the podcast to help you or your loved one to not only succeed, but to thrive with vision loss. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you'd like to reach out to Chris, you can email him at thrivingwithvisionloss at gmail.com or search for him Thriving with Vision Loss on Instagram, Facebook, or YouTube. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next time on another episode of Thriving with Vision Loss. Take care and God bless. Hey.